Welcome to Perimenopause Podcast. I am Lorna Ive, a women's health and wellbeing specialist. Perimenopause began as a grassroots campaign to raise awareness for early menopause and to break down the taboo of the word menopause. So join me with the podcast as we undo the meno taboo. Good morning and welcome to Perimenopause Podcasts. I'm talking today to the lovely Amanda O'Rourke, or who is the happy coach. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Lorna. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you. Yeah, you're coping okay with lockdown and and you're all safe and well? Uh, yes, we are. And uh, yeah, I've not been really materially affected by it, um, thank goodness. But um, I understand lots of people have been. So um, yeah, big sympathy for everyone who is in a difficult situation right now. Yeah, it's hard. It's tough times. And I would just like to say today that I'm recording in, in lockdown in, in my wardrobe. Because I'm homeschooling, all the rooms are full in my house, and the teachers are uh, teaching a lesson. So this is my only quiet, quietish sort of spot. Um, but I do apologise if there's road noise or traffic noise along, because I'm quite close to the road. So, so bear with us. <laughs> uh, um, so, can you tell me, Amanda, how you became a coach, and what led you to become a happy coach? <laughs> well, um, I chose the uh, I chose the web address Happy Coach just because um, that's what that's what I want uh, for everybody, and mm-hmm. and you know my tagline is everyone deserves to be happy, so that was my reason for creating that. Um, I became a coach out of a love of of nurturing people and helping people to um, to improve their lives really and improve the way they think about their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, ran that for 11 years really enjoyed working um you know sort of inspiring the people that work for me and and working with them to you know just make them uh, happier you did and how they were and mm-hmm. um and so when I sold my business um almost two years ago now the um the obvious choice for me was to retrain to be a coach and so now I help business owners um sort of step away from stress and overwhelm mm-hmm. and um create more time and freedom and money in their business yeah trying to find that balance to that you've got your work and then you've, you need to you know address the stress side of it because running a business can be quite stressful can't it it can indeed and I think if you're not careful it can it can completely swamp you so and uh-huh. um, that's what I deal with 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 my clients is we look at how they can manage that using sort of mindset strategies or um, okay. you know there's some sort of spiritual techniques we use as well so um, yeah they're all very effective anyway. Oh, sounds good sounds good and what was your business that you had before? I had a Molly Made franchise which is a cleaning cleaning business. Okay ah okay so you work with a lot of women um, yes. And did you come across women that were experiencing menopause or perimenopause during that time, or, or was it not? I did the... actually. Yeah, no, I did. I did. And obviously, when you uh, when you're an employer, you are privy to medical um, details. So uh-huh. I was aware when people had to take time off, and sometimes it wasn't just physical symptoms. Um, yeah. There were some sort of mental issues as well. So yeah. it was trying to be sort of sympathetic towards that and okay. develop my understanding of it because when I started my business, I was 40. So uh-huh. um, not, you know, not experiencing any of the sort of menopause or perimenopause symptoms then at all. Yeah. And and um, and have you experienced perimenopause or menopause yourself? I haven't actually. Um, oh, you're which lucky. Probably... <laughs> Probably quite unusual because I'm 52, um, right. so I I would have anticipated having something right now, but nothing as yet. So 
um, feeling quite fortunate. Yeah, um, yeah. My my family experience has been different. My mother, um, who sadly passed away 20 years ago, she experienced her menopause about the age of about 49 to 50, mm-hmm. and um, she had quite a tough time. So mm-hmm. I do remember um, the, the physical and the mental aspect of it that she went through. And yeah. I kind of vowed at that stage that I didn't want to experience it like that. So whether that's had any impact or, at all, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but, but can you describe some of the symptoms that she had or yes um she had um quite extreme mood swings mm-hmm. um she um she completely went off my father happens to us all i um yeah i mean i think you know looking back and i don't want to malign somebody who's no longer with us but yeah you know, she did yeah. sort of moan a lot to me and my sister about my dad oh. and um but we kind of knew what was going on. We we did have that understanding. So yeah, yeah. there was very much the the sort of um, yeah. There was trying to see both perspectives, but it was you know. And yeah, you saw actually, a real change in her personality. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, she seemed a lot more um, just a lot more mean, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, less tolerant, and mm-hmm. she's such a kind person generally. It yeah. was very sharp the change in personality. Yeah. Okay. And how and um and did you say your sister? Did you say you have a sister that's? Yes, my sister's. Um, she's eighteen months older than me, uh-huh. and she is just about starting her menopause now. I think, but okay. like me, she hasn't had any real sort of um, really challenging symptoms. I think she has, you know, sort of hot flushes, uh-huh. um, but, but not she's too not complain- Yeah, yeah. My sister doesn't complain openly either, whereas I would probably be the first one to go oh where is me where is she's not she's not like that at all so it's not one for trying to garner sympathy it's a good thing you're prepared like you say you saw with your mum um what happened to her so you 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 sort of know that things could be happening about this time of your life because some women aren't aware it comes as a complete shock that when it happens to them they don't know what's happening to their bodies and um it can be quite destructive really can't it for women but um so, but can you have you got any advice for women that was one of the symptoms? Well, few, there's a lot of symptoms of menopause. Thirty four, but if if a women are experiencing low mood uh, and, and low self esteem, and, and sometimes like a negative feeling women get when they experience uh, menopause, have you got any advice or any tips for perimenopause menopause women? Yeah, I mean, I think that the only thing that I can relate to is that I know that sort of, um, you know, premenstrual, I, I, you know, you do get a hormone shift and there's there's an irrationality that I feel where mm-hmm. you can't understand why you feel so sort of low or you yeah. just generally moody. Uh-huh. And the thing that I would say is when, when mentally you're struggling, I think I, one of the things I would say is try and balance it with some some form of physical movement. So um, one of the fun things to do, and, you know, you might not feel like doing it, but if you can force yourself, it would be good, is to put on some music and dance uh-huh. um, because then you're engaging other hormones to sort of counterbalance the, the ones that are having a negative effect on you. Yeah. So things like serotonin, oxytocin, all the things that make you feel naturally high, mm-hmm. all the endorphins that you'll get going as well if you're exercising. So I think a lot of the um, the things that I would recommend is, you know, if you can go for a brisk walk, if you don't like dancing, but mm-hmm. I think the, the, the two things of music and exercise are the, the things that, that are more likely to lift your mood. So if you've got a favourite song that you know, 
makes mm-hmm. you feel happy uh-huh. put that on and you know sort of move your body a little bit as well with it I definitely think that would be the, yeah. the first recommendation I would make yeah. great advice I like that advice I like dancing I I enjoy um taking a, I do bar class and I love it I just it's the music and the moves it just makes you feel feminine it, I really enjoy it so I think it's, yeah. it's good yeah. advice to I give think yeah, that's the whole point is to try and sort of get back in touch with your body. And, you know, I think one of the things that you can fall into the trap of is, is uh, you know, feeling of sort of resentment that your body's letting you down or yeah. that you've you've lost control. So when you, you know, you kind of take back that power when you're dancing because mm-hmm. you've got the control back. And like I say, you, you'd be surprised at just how much um you can control the sort of uh, the balance in your body by, by exercising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it, it, some days you, you feel oh, you can't bear. You, you wake up, and you think, oh, I can't do it today. But then once you've done it, you feel so much better. You think, oh, well, I can't believe I was feeling like that this morning. So um, that's good advice. Good advice. Yeah, yeah. And um, and how do you feel about HRT? Would you, if you were in a, in a situation, would you would you take HRT or would you be natural um, methods for treat uh, menopause? Um, I think I would. I would probably. Well, it'd be the behest of my doctor, I suppose. I would listen to my doctor. Uh-huh. Um, and I th- if, if I was having sort of quite uncontrollable symptoms, I think I'd be willing to give anything a go. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, you know, I would align that with other strategies that I would use as well. So I would I would be sort of looking at mindset as well and, and how I'm viewing it. And um, But I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I, I like contra- complementary therapies uh-huh. but I think you know standard therapies is a reason why you know we've got yeah. um, traditional uh, remedies that we use so um, I'm I'm willing and open to, to give them a go. Uh-huh. Yeah I think yeah I think as long as you can your GP's helpful and supportive and and you're giving all the right information to make that informed choice. Yes, um, I think that's very important. That, that's really important. I think it's tough for women that are, don't really know what's happening to their bodies and they don't get a chance to have a supportive doctor and they don't feel like, and then afterwards they realize they didn't really make an informed choice about it. So um so no, so that's that's great. Um yeah. yeah. And what about um as also another point for women in midlife as as menopause comes along and also, you know, we all hit that age 40 and then we think oh um my, I've got the big five oh next year so I'm <laughs> it's, uh, a, it's a different feeling you don't look it <laughs> Donna, sake. thank wow. you thank you um but I know I sort you sort of feel like oh my life you know especially as well when the menopause comes along you feel like oh that's it now what's left for me what what can you give any any um exercises for women that they could do to you know um to boost their positivity and to think forward, like that, um, to manage yeah. their midlife crisis, or not crisis, but um, feelings. Yes, yeah. Well, I think the first thing I would say is that what you have to recognise when when these feelings do come across you is that actually there's only one person creating them, mm-hmm. and that's and that's you. Yeah. <laughs> so you you kind of have to. It's almost like you're talking to yourself. It's like you have to be your own best friend. So if you do say to yourself, oh, you know, I, I look fat, I'm ugly and, you know, and this is it now for the rest of my life. I'm never going to get my body back and all of that. Mm-hmm. Then you have to sort of, you know, sort of 
addressed yourself as if you were talking to a friend who was saying exactly the same words. Yeah. And you would you would treat that person with compassion and kindness and you would probably be trying to reassure them that actually all is not lost. <laughs> you can still have a life beyond it. Uh-huh. And actually life can be pretty special and, and pretty wonderful if you allow it. And so I know it sounds trite, but you can you can actually talk yourself into something, but you can also talk yourself out of it as well. Uh-huh. So when you feel low and that, I would challenge it every single time and say, why do I think this way? And and what could I do to make me feel different? Okay. Um, and I think that sometimes I would I would even say, allow yourself to feel the, the emotion that you're feeling and then just just find your way out of that emotion if, if that sounds um if you understand what I mean yeah so you kind of you're kind of sort of allowing yourself to not wallow but actually feel that emotion and process it yeah but then but then actually think right that's enough I I, I understand now how that feels and and why I'm feeling that way yeah but I'm now going to choose to feel differently and you know and make yourself a list of things that will help you yeah climb out of that emotion so even though if that's like a little small what I would call a little gratitude list Mm mm-hmm So if you've got a reason, you know, so that you're feeling low, think about, I don't know, five things that will make you feel better. Okay. So it it could be, you know, you've got a lovely family, you've got a really nice house, Mm -hmm. or you've got a a really gorgeous garden, Mm -hmm. anything that's going to make you think, actually, you know, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. Um, And again, that will have a, a mood boosting effect on you, I promise. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's important to mention. And I thought also, I think when women are in the throes, when perimenopause starts and then the menopause symptoms start, it's hard to actually process the feelings because sometimes it can all happen at once. You sort of, I've I've likened it to a bit like a roller coaster. One minute you're up, then you're down and your hormones all over the place. So it's quite hard to um, realise what's going on. So that's quite, that's good advice if, if you could journal your gratitude and um build on that each day to help you process what you're feeling because that because you'll look back a week later and you think I was feeling like that or um and also you just make you realize that you're processing the the feelings yeah yes I think that's and like you say journaling is a really good way to do that because you can write down how you're feeling and like you say reflect back in a week and think gosh I, I you know don't rem- you know don't remember feeling that quite that low or yeah or you know it can be the opposite but it's like or, in coaching it's really important to process your feelings because as we probably all know if you don't address them at the time then they'll come back and bite you at some point yeah um so it's important to sit with them and, and you know examine them and challenge them as I said Okay, and during lockdown for women, I mean, I've created a download for women to um, track their symptoms. I'm running a busy home and everything else with lockdown. It's you know trying to keep on track of things, um, and I've, I've I've made like a symptom chart for ladies to keep a track of their symptoms to show their GP to discuss if they need HRT or or more help. Um, so yeah, tracking is a great idea. Uh, and in the journaling with you with your moods and to keep a track of your cycle because during the perimenopause one minute you're bleeding one minute you're not it's hard to as I say to process your feelings but also if you're keeping a track 
with the symptom chart, you can you can see what strategies you've used in the day. If it's been diet, exercise, lifestyle, or you've had a particularly stressful day, or there's you know something's been quite sad, or you've got a lot of stress, and particularly at the moment of lockdown, you can then you can see a pattern. You can think, oh, that's why I was feeling like that that day, or that worked, that helped me get through it. So um, I think that's a good point about about journaling too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know that's a it's a really good point you make because it it tracks your progress and there's nothing more rewarding when you look back and see how well you're doing, um, or, or how well you're coping and what strategies are working for you and you can just build on those. Yeah, yeah, very good idea. Okay, and um, one of the symptoms is as well for women when their estrogen levels drop. I mean, it happened it happened to me. Um, I've never really had a panic attack before and it was really distressing. Um, have you got any helpful advice for women if they experience this, um, like what to do and how to talk themselves through it when it's happening and also just some sort of, as well as some sort of general advice about anxiety for women. Um, I, know, I know sometimes when you get insomnia, you get that awful feeling you can't get off to sleep and then and then the awful anxiety kicks in as well sometimes so um have you got any advice or any helpful tips for for the ladies about that yeah yeah I mean um it's not exactly the same I, I've never experienced a panic attack myself but I have actually witnessed several mm-hmm. um and the one that I remember the most actually I wasn't present but we were at the end of the telephone and it was it was my father who was who was having a panic attack and at the oh. time when he was experiencing it we didn't know what was happening it was quite it was quite stressful for us all because he just mm. couldn't breathe oh and um so you know being he's 80 years old we, we were all thinking sort of oh you know is he having a heart attack and yeah. and I think that's what a lot of friends of mine who've experienced panic attacks have said is that you can't catch your breath and so you think oh what the hell's happening and that itself can exacerbate the whole feeling of of the, the panic you know mm. and and it, it becomes sort of um really really sort of cyclical um, process Mm -hmm. and what actually happened was my my husband stepped in and he did this thing which really helped which might help some of your listeners and that was he told my dad to fix on a spot on the wall opposite Mm -hmm. or if you're out and about I suppose just fix on something that you can actually put your focus on Mm -hmm. in the moment Mm -hmm. so you're not sort of like flitting around you just focus on one thing and it could be something on the pavement or like what we did with my father was something on the wall and then it was just about trying to get him to focus on his breathing so he was his, his you know um his vision was on one thing and then that was then able to quiet his mind okay. so he could then focus on the breathing mm-hmm. um and that really helped him so hopefully it, it might help a, a few of your listeners too mm-hmm. yeah I found for um, myself I just had to um yeah I sort of focused on on one spot and then I just had to count to 10 I just counted really te- to 10 really slowly and try yes. to breathe with it just to try and get my rhythm of breathing back um yes. but I didn't I, thankfully I didn't have it too bad but it, it was every now and again it would just come on suddenly and um yes it's at first it's quite scary when it happens but um but no so that, that's good advice to focus and listen to your breathing and and to help get you through yeah yeah 
Okay. And I mean, on the anxiety thing, I noticed you mentioned about waking in the night or not being able to get to sleep. And yeah, I mean, I, I've got experience of that. You know, running a business can be very stressful. And I've mm-hmm. woken in the night several times more than more than I'd care to mention, actually, when uh, immediately my thoughts are, you know, plundered by fear and yeah. sort of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that helped me enormously was I read a book um, called The Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters. Mm-hmm. And he talked about the physical process which happens when you when you wake up in the night. Um, and that is that the limbic area of your brain, that's your fear, flight, fan, um, freeze uh, aspect, you know, the sort of survival part uh-huh. of your brain. Yeah. That is the first part to wake up. Mm-hmm. And so that explains why when you do wake up, often the fearful thoughts come in first. Yeah. Um, so it's just your survival instinct. It's a bit like, you know, if we were cave women, you know, you'd be the first thing would be thinking what's going to attack me. So obviously we don't need that part of our brain so much now, but it's still there because it's an instinctive part of our um, DNA. Uh-huh. But but what he says is the human part of the brain, the logical reasoning part of the brain doesn't wake up for you know quite some time afterwards. And so what I was, what I trained myself to do is in the middle of the night, if I woke up and I got this, you know, sort of fearful, anxious feelings, I would just say, you know, it's bogus. Whatever you're telling me, it's just not true. The human part of my brain isn't awake and I'm not thinking rationally. Uh I will think about it in the morning. Mm -hmm. And you know, that whole, that whole phrase, isn't there? You know, it'll look better in the morning. Yeah. And it it always does. And the reason for that is a physical reason is that your human brain is then engaged and and able to process things, process things far more uh, rationally. So, so I would say to anybody who's, who's feeling sort of fearful in the middle of the night, just remember that, Mm -hmm. um, and then in terms of anxiety, when you're um, generally feeling it, I would say that, again, it's, you know, try and find out what's behind the anxiety. Try and, you know, sort of process and see what's driving it. Mm-hmm. Because often I think the fear that we feel, it isn't actually the true fear. There's something else behind it. It's not necessarily um, what we think it is. Yeah. Um and I, I, there's, there's a beautiful quote that, um, that it's, I think there's a, a clip on YouTube online and, and the chap says, you know, thinking about a problem, if you're thinking anxious thoughts, um, you have to think, is it solvable? Um, and if it, is sol- if it is solvable, then why worry? Yeah. And then he says, but if it isn't solvable, why worry? <laughs> and, I just, and I just think, although it seems a bit sort of flippant, it's actually true. Yeah, it there makes isn't sense. Anything, there isn't anything that's solved yeah. by worrying. Yeah. You know, so, it, and, and hopefully, I know that sounds, you know, sort of, I don't know, I don't know how your listeners will respond to that, but if you think about it, then, then it may help in terms of realising that what yeah. you're doing, the worrying and the anxiety isn't helping you at all. Yeah. Um, huh. But, um, yeah. That's good. Good, I like that. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you think you see yourself in 10 years' time, Amanda? Oh, on a beach somewhere. Where would that be? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd well, you know, I say a beach, actually, I, I think my, my heart is in the forest. And so I think I would like to go somewhere like Banff in Canada or somewhere like that and explore yeah, yeah, nice. the wilderness. I think, yeah, that's much more my, where my heart is. But no, I think um, in terms of, you know, sort of if I'm being really, really serious, I think, um, yeah, I'd just like to be as happy as I am now. And, and um, 
you know, maybe a bit wealthier, that's all. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And and what about your business? What have you got any more um have you got any offers or any future yeah, I, collaborations or what what are you up to with your business what have you got going ahead for you i've got quite a lot of things going on at, at the moment actually mm-hmm. i've got a um I, I've, I've helped with a podcast a friend of mine has which is called get mindful and we talk mm-hmm. about and mainly we talk about business topics and how um, this sort of thing like anxiety and that relates to business and mm-hmm. um, compassion and all of the things that you kind of need as a leader mm-hmm. um I also am doing a podcast um, in a couple of weeks with another um, coach who talks about um, nutrition and how we look at food. And my kind of angle is mindset around food and the things we tell ourselves about food Uh are often self-fulfilling. You know, my mum used to always say she'd look at a donut donut and put on weight. So, you know, and that that seems to be a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy for her. (laughs) Whereas I could eat two and not put any weight on and she'd look at me. so um so yeah I'm doing that as well and um a couple of other collaborations but my main focus at the moment is I've got a webinar which I've recorded called Business Balance and that's for business owners to um recalibrate themselves with their business so that they they have got um equilibrium in their life so they're not slogging their guts out in their business 24 7 and missing out on you know their family and, and friends and all the important stuff as well okay oh it sounds good sounds a good yeah I might have to sign up for that one um uh-huh. <laughs> and then who, who do you do you who would you give a shout out to who do you think who would you think's been your or oh, a menopause warrior someone that uh, that's you know paving the way for menopause who would you give a shout out to um well I follow there's a lady called Sally Garozzo Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've mentioned her to you um, yeah. privately, Lorna, mm-hmm. and um, she she um, talks a lot about uh, mindset and um, menopause. So she seems to be very sort of um, knowledgeable about the subject. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's worth uh, listening to, I think, okay. um, or following on social media. Okay. Oh, all right. Lovely. That's great. And 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 finally, Amanda, um, for women in the workplace that experiencing perimenopause or menopause what what advice could you give to women that are you know you, you you're a business coach as well what 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 good advice could you give to women talking to their managers if they're struggling with their symptoms or, or if they're running their own business um have you got any ideas or any advice that you could give to the to the followers yeah I think um my first piece of advice would be talk about it you know I think there may be an overall reluctance to sort of mention it there may be some embarrassment or some shame even around it mm-hmm. um it's still a little bit of a taboo subject and I'm you know grateful to people like you Lorna that's raising awareness okay. um but I, I think the one thing that is a problem is that you know as a as a business owner as a business manager we're not psychics mm. and so if somebody's uh, what we would say misbehaving or they're not showing up or they're not um they're not delivering uh, at work the way they they used to mm-hmm. we can't know what's causing that mm-hmm. and so i think once we know um then we can do something about it and we can work with that person to you know to make their life easier and there's a lot more understanding and compassion mm-hmm. uh, when you know about this sort of thing going on so I think yeah my first piece of advice would be would be talk to somebody about it tell them yeah. what's going on and how it's affecting you be, be, um, be brave take that sort of plunge take that step to just tell yeah. someone and then it will make 
will seem hard at the beginning but it will help you down the line definitely yeah definitely because then you'll be surprised at how many people will be understanding about it and I Uh think you know um that's the amazing thing about the the time we're living in right now there is much more sort of awareness there's much more yeah. uh, compassion around the subject mm. um and, and also think, you know and also we're all going to be working for much longer you know yes. far older into retirement age so everybody's going to be going through this and so if it, it needs to be addressed and systems put in place for women to be able to continue working especially more so now with lockdown with people looking for work um it's gonna it's, it's really got to be tackled it's really got to be implemented yes. women have got to be yeah. supported yeah so yeah and I think the, the the one difficulty people might have like I say about taking that brave step is if they've got a male manager uh-huh. but I think it's our you know it's our duty as women to to educate men as much as we're educating women about menopause because uh-huh. if they don't understand it they're not going to have that uh, that empathy or, or that you know sort of compassion for us and I think you know it's it's up to us really nobody else is going to do that so um and quite frankly they need to know about it yeah, <laughs> so, yeah <you're> right. <laughs> you know that we need to have that you know sort of uh, the, the duality there that men and women understand what the symptoms are and how to cope with it in the workplace yeah um, that's, that's what yeah. I've tried to make my my awareness available for everybody really so that as you say men are aware as well and and, yeah. and they can they can find out information about it and so they they know about it and they and also how to help women if they're aware of the symptoms and that it's easier all around that they can help help their staff so um yeah yeah okay well, I think that the reason I was saying about talking about it is because sometimes the, the symptoms you might be exhibiting aren't necessarily what we would typically say are, are menopausal or perimenopausal. So it is about making sure that that awareness is there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, well, well, thank you very much for your time today, Amanda. It's been lovely talking to you. You too, Lorna. It has. It's been very enjoyable. And we can find you, you mentioned at the beginning, I think, Happy happy coach. Happycoach.co.uk. Okay, yes. uh-huh. And on social media, you're across social media? Yes, I'm on. I'm on Facebook, um, Amanda O'Rourke Coaching. Okay, and and you mentioned the pod as well, didn't you, that you also might get mindful. So um, Yes, okay. that's it, yeah. All right, lovely. Well, have a lovely afternoon and um, speak to you again one day soon. I hope so, Lorna. Thanks Stay very safe. much for having me. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.